All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Everybody, welcome back to the Infinite Fringe. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. I hope everybody's doing well. What's going on? How have you guys been? So I was just telling my guest, because uh, my guest had me on his show and we were talking, and I was just telling him about the Bart Sabrell uh, interview. I don't even know if I'm saying that last name right. Um, but uh, he's the guy that got punched by Buzz Aldrin, right? And that he made documentaries about the moon and the moon landing. I had him on last year, 2022. And uh, the, the latter part, you know, I think it was in November or December, I had him on. And um, never published the episode, but I meant to publish it this week. And I go to look through my archives and it's gone. I've probably deleted it somehow because I can't find it anywhere, you know. <laughs> and uh, I really wanted to get that out to you guys. But hey, that's the story of my life. I really need to label these things better. But... We got a special one for you today. The, the dude Chris Graves is here. I'm sure you know who Chris Graves is because he's been making his rounds about uh, around the alternative media as of late. There's not one show he hasn't been on. Chris Graves is here. What is up, sir? I would say it's your maiden voyage, but it's not. You've been here before. What's going on? Welcome to the Infinite Fringe, sir. Hey, uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Valentine. Uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor. And you were my first. When it comes to this whole uh, interview on video or any kind of interview, actually, right. you were my first. Yeah, well, I'm glad I could be of service, sir. You've <laughs> you've come a long way since then. I'll tell you that much, man. And uh, you know, we, we we talk back and forth, you know, and and we run around the same circles. We run with the same people, more or less. You and I. Yeah. Uh, so our paths cross often, right? Uh, like I I got to know you through Don Jeffries, right? That's right. Um, um, and um, over at TFR when we used to do that way back in the days. Um, but uh, you have, I don't know, I don't know how much time you have on your hands, sir. I don't know how you're able to do what you do, but you do it, right? And and you just dig and dig and dig and dig, digging, digging Chris Graves. That's the dopest name for a freaking show. Yeah, <laughs> I even have that as a show now, too. Right. If, if you guys didn't know, Digging Chris Graves is one of his shows. I'm going to let him go through everything he's doing. But um, you, you, you uh, do so much research, right? Now, the conclusion to the research is something completely different, which everybody has a different perspective on sometimes, you know. But the research that you're doing is based in reality. You're getting mainstream articles and bringing them forth and bringing them to the surface and talking about these things. Now you, you have a, a, sp a particular affinity with, uh, with Columbine. 
And I always thought that was interesting. So I wanted to talk about uh, Columbine with you for a bit, but I want to talk about the, 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 the world of a false flag, right? Is it a false flag? Isn't it a false flag? Which, which of these events would, would uh, fall into that category for you and how you come about making that decision, right? Um, so we're going to talk about a wide range of false flags today, but I want to start off with Columbine with you. I was a very young man when this went down. You know, and uh, I remember the trench coat mafia, right? That that was the whole deal that they, they were they were built as kids that were uh, outcast in high school, and then nobody really liked them, and they did things differently than everyone else. And uh, as a result of being bullied, more or less, uh, this is what happened. Now, there's a bunch of anomalies around this event, right? Um, and I'm not as familiar with what actually went down in Columbine as I am with what went down in a Sandy Hook or a Boston bombing or when when false flags became mainstream, right? When the popularization of a false flag, right? And uh, Alex Jones had a lot to do with it, Coast to Coast AM, Jeff Rains, uh, people like that, that, you know, um, presented this information in what happened uh with Columbine and uh, not necessarily Columbine, but, but what happened with uh, Sandy Hook and uh, forward from there. Right. Uh, so I didn't know I wasn't looking at it through those lens. I was I was really just believing what the mainstream media told me. But once I started coming into the information and I started to find out different things, it was like there were bombs planted throughout Columbine. It's like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? That, and this can be sourced mainstream. Right. This can be be sourced. From uh, mainstream articles, anywhere you can go find it. It's not, it's not something that's made up, right? All right, Chris, tell me about this event. I mean, why were there bombs all over the place? You give me a little bit of background on what happened here, and then tell me about the bombs. Go ahead. Well, Billy, uh, yeah, Columbine is quite the rabbit hole. Uh, a lot of people don't even realize that because they, uh, I, I feel like they forgot about it. Or did have it's it's 1992 if I'm not. No, it was uh, it was April 20th, 1999. Oof, look at this. I'm going way back. Go you know, like 92, that'd be around like Ruby Ridge, almost uh, Waco yeah. era. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so April 20th, 1999 was Columbine, and I feel like when a lot of the facts were starting to come out around that time, that what people would have questioned 9/11. 2001 happened and that's what caused and then a war on terror and that's what caused a lot of people to kind of uh forget about columbine until things like virginia tech or fort hood happened and then they would always reference columbine after the fact you know they would you in my mind my estimation columbine was like the 9-11 of school shootings or even spree shootings in general you know Mm -hmm. That even though people forgot about the weird details, yeah, like the eight to ten shooters seen on on the uh, school premises by not only uh, students and teachers but also by the cops themselves. So there were eight to ten separate yeah. shooters reported on Columbine. That's right, and a lot of that was the local news in Colorado. How does the how does the lo, lo, the the mainstream news combat that? At this point, like how how do they present no counter narrative? Do they just ignore it, they ignore or it. do they address it? No, they ignored it. Um, sometimes things would come out; they would leak out here and there, 
like uh, John Stone, the sheriff, said, like, we were way outgunned. Well, how are you way outgunned with two teenagers with uh, two weapons apiece that were shoddy to begin with? How is that? How is a whole SWAT team like outgunned with, with that scenario? So if things like that would come through, it'd be yeah. like curious, like, what is he talking about? And never be followed up again. But with the local news there, right there in Colorado, they were talking about this as a possible terrorist incident in the mm-hmm. very beginning, the first day. because. Like I said, witnesses saw pairs of uh, like two gunmen usually together at the different exits holding off the cops in the very beginning of the siege or the massacre, whatever you want to call it, the tragedy. Yeah. uh, Until the majority of what had to be done was done and done and over with. Now, there is video of, of the Columbine shooting. Right. And that's, uh, that's very there, there are some so, videos right that, that that are out i think you can even find them on youtube at this point still they were um, sent to quantico billy what's up tell me Go ahead. they were that cafeteria tape that everyone yeah. uses like as yeah. the, the be all end all yeah oh there's Cle- harris and klebold right there that was sent to quantico the, the fbi for enhancement that was in the articles that came out in 1999, like the mainstream ones. Yeah, they they sent them off to the FBI lab for enhancement, and then when the tapes came back, you have these weird time gaps and weird scratches on the film. It's like, what did they enhance? You know, yeah. so things like that. Very curious and very weird. You know, um, so to what end, right? Um, well, I mean, it's it's. I I want to get into the specifics of it, right? I, yeah. I want you to step me. I know you had a a Columbine survivor, right? Jennifer 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 Small Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I want you to tell, tell me all about that. I want I want to get back into the bombs. I, I want to know how that happened, you yeah. know, and and everything else. But you know, w- what is the end game of? And we'll get into the end games of all these other things if if they even exist, right? Or, or what the proposed end game was, right? Well, like like for Sandy Hook, it was gun control, supposedly, right? That's what that's what was it's out there. Tell, for it. That that kind of gets dangerous too, uh, mm-hmm. Billy, because we I personally don't know what the end game was, and a lot of these events, there's multiple things, mm-hmm. you know, that are going no, on. I'm saying, what I'm saying is 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 the proposed. Um, and oh, by the mainstream, right? Or by whatever, right? Like by the conspiratorial mainstream. Okay. They said that it was supposed to be gun control, that that's why this went down. I have right. no idea, right? right. But, it, and it's it's hard for me to believe that gun control was the thing, even though I subscribed to that narrative back in the day to a certain degree. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this is a thing. Looking back, they could have done 8,000 things more effectively than to do something like this. So why would they pull that off, you know? Right. Um, but with, with Columbine, eyewitnesses of more people, bombs found around the site, right? This reminds me of in Parkland. I remember there was footage and damn it, I wish I would have saved that footage or, or there was a teacher that reported that a, a armed SWAT team member was shooting the kids. Almost similar to that. Yeah, it, he was fully uh, he had a full bodyguard on. Like, he looked, he looked like he could be a SWAT team person. Exactly. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. Yep. And and um, I mean, that was pretty much just swept under the under the rug. Nobody spoke about it. You yeah, know, I have other footage too, Bill. Uh, Billy, I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the interview that actually it was on Infowars, but it was it played other places? Do you remember the 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 young blonde girl, the student 
that was talking about walking with Nicholas Cruz while she heard gunfire yeah, out in the I distance. Do. I do. I do. Uh huh. That's that was creepy too. I still have that footage. Good. I'm glad you do. Hey, throw it at me. That's oh, it. I will. Um, I remember uh, with Parkland, and we're gonna go back to Sandy Hook, but we're we're this is what happens when I start talking to Chris James. Okay, no, no matter what, we automatically end up somewhere else. We're st we'll start talking about the music of the era, or we'll start talking about related events. You know, it's just what it's just what happens. So, but it makes for a good conversation, I think, Chris. Um, I remember in Parkland there was a, a girl, um, that said that. And, and this is where the conspiracies start to grow, right? Not saying that the event didn't happen or anything like that. I have no idea, right? But um, this girl says, well, you know, there was, there was a bullets flying everywhere. And she was asked, well, how did you stop the bullets? And she was like, oh, I held up this book. That's right. I remember that too. <laughs> and it stopped the bullet. You I know, I have that footage even. Right. Yes. And I was like, wait, what are, what are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. And I, and I understand, right, when you're in the heat of the moment, yeah, you'll do anything, right? right. But still, like, did the it just doesn't seem to add up? Like, right. there's a lot of things that, that just, uh, yeah. Right. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. And not no, no, well, no. I, I'm agreeing with you. Like, uh, I'm not saying the, the that girl was lying or anything. It just some of this stuff. When you think about it, you go, "What does that mean? Like, what is she talking about? Like, holding up a book and I forget the caliber of bullets that were used during it. Like, is that really going to stop? Like right so i don't know and like i said like we have a witness a, a girl mm -hmm. who says she's walking with the supposed shooter while they're shooting going on in the distance what yeah. does that mean yeah uh, you know what i mean and it some people like to say put the theory out there that that's done on purpose too for the conspiracy people to keep us mm -hmm. at bay right you know while also fighting with the mainstream narrative, it's like uh, asymmetrical warfare or whatever they right, call it. Right, right. They have different names for it, but and I don't, I don't poo-poo that theory either because right. uh, it keeps you guessing. Kind of like with the Kennedy assassination, it's like an onion. You know, you peel a layer off here and there. You never really get to the real truth, you know, because they have all these other things set up. You know, no, mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. So, so let's circle back to to Conway. Okay. Tell me, tell me about that event, man. Tell me about Dylan and Clybold, and why would they, why would they pin it on them? If there was an army of, of people, an army meaning ten, whatever, something like that. If there were more people, um, willing to carry out that event, and they're present at the time, shooting back at the at the cops that said they were outgunned, right? Um, why just put it on Dylan and Clybold? And Dylan well, and Clybold are the two kids that that. Yeah, uh, Eric, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Yeah, yeah, Eric Harris, Dylan Klebold. Right. Um, this is one of those instances where it wasn't just a lone nut gunman. You know, you had two. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have to keep that in mind, too. But there were many, like I went through the 11,000 pages of uh, witness statements and police reports. And that's what, when I say that that, that column mine is a rabbit hole. It really is. There is some very odd stuff that is in that, uh, that's never been explained. There's like all uh, various uh, descriptions of the different shooters and gunmen. Some say there was a fat, there was a fat shooter. Then there's a, a guy screaming in German that was wearing like a pink hat. Like it's all these weird, 
weird uh and i know that there's discrepancies with people's testimony and then you get into you know under stress you you might remember things a different way but then i always feel like when you go too far with that you get into false memory syndrome hmm. which was not a real syndrome people and they hmm. actually kind of canceled that whole thing in 2019 i think the false memory syndrome uh website so they're not really recognizing that anymore, but I really do feel like that was set up to uh, to victimize actual eyewitnesses and even you know victims of child molestation and things like that. So I, when it comes to you know people's memories and things like that, it get it's it's a weird. There's arguments to be made for both sides, but with uh, with Columbine going back going back to what we were talking about. Um, basically why would they uh choose these two in particular well you had the whole trench coat mafia um there's other names but i'm not going to name them they're in the police reports sometimes uh i really do feel like whoever was in charge of redacting a lot of those um witness statements i feel like there were some actual decent police officers that were in charge of redacting things yeah. And they didn't redact certain names here and there. So we do have the names of the other gunmen that were wow. seen by like hundreds of people. So wow. I'm not going to repeat them just because they weren't charged in the end. But if people want to, they can go and search out those names. And there's a documentary called The Columbine Cause by Evan Long. And he goes through all those uh, thousands of pages or he condenses them to the basics and he gives the names so wow wow go ahead and continue man. there's a there's a another uh young lady that wrote uh, not my friend jen small but her name is Kristen kruger Kristen long was her name when she was going to school there Kristen long and now she's Kristen kruger um she wrote a book and in the book she actually talks about how there was a third shooter there, a third gunman. And how she goes into, she doesn't name this person either, but if you read her witness statements, it's not hard to figure out who she's talking about. She goes on to say how the guy that was shooting at her was not supposed to be in the school at all hmm. because he was kicked out the year before. And that's true. Did he have any affiliation with, with Dylan and Clyde? Trench yes, he did. Wow. He did. Yeah, he was in the trench coat mafia. And here's the other thing, Billy, right? He was actually, he had a resemblance to Dylan Klebold. Yeah. Not a strong one, in my opinion, but a lot of people say, oh, yeah, that it was easy for people to mistake um, this other guy yeah. for, for Dylan. And I feel like with a lot of these operations or whatever you want to call them, the false flags or whatever, there are multiple people that look similar because even you go back to Oswald and you had a guy named Billy Lovelady that worked with him at the, the book depository. He looks just like him. And I'm not saying that that was the case of Columbine, but I really do feel like it, Columbine was a false flag. And we'll go. There's so much to, to cover here. All right. Anyway, so Kristen Kruger talked about this other gunman, didn't name him, but said that she knew exactly who he was and said that she knew Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. That's how 
she was able to tell this other person apart from the two main, you know, shooters that we that went down in history as being the only only ones to attack Columbine. So that's how it gives her credibility. She knew all three of them individually. Wait a minute. I've been calling them Dylan and Clybold this entire time. So that's one person. Yeah, Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. Well, there you Those go. Those are the official corrections right here live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the infinite you're, not the, you're not the <laughs> only one I've heard say that either. Why do you yeah. think that is? Because I know I'm not the only one that's done that. Like, it, there, there's uh, some type of relation between those two. Well, it's the same person. Well, Eric Harris, like, just uh -huh. is, it, it's weird. Like, Dylan and Klebold sounds like it, it's someone's last both they both sound like last names dylan and klebold you know what i mean like I eric guess. harris there's not very, too many people that had the last name eric so yeah. I, you know well, I can thanks for it. the correction sir there you go. <laughs> anyway go. Mm -hmm. but yeah um i i would tell people if you really want a good uh a good examination of or at least a a good correlation between 9-11 and April 20th, 1999, Columbine and 9-11. Go to Dave McGa the late, great Dave McGowan's website, Center for an Informed America, CIA. Uh, he had a great sense of humor. But he had a couple of essays where he actually broke it down and said showed how Columbine was pretty much like 9-11, but on a smaller scale. You know, it had the same ends, trauma-based mind control in the end. You know, and also if you look at the trench coat mafia as a group to be damned, and then you look at like Al Qaeda and the hijackers and stuff as a group to be damned, they're very similar when it comes to the end results, you know, demonizing a, a particular group of people that most likely had nothing to do with the tragedies that they're accused of. Yeah. And it's fascinating because you also see there's a lot of parallels actually. Eric Harris's father worked in the Air Force, right? And he worked in special ops. After when he moved the family to Colorado, Littleton, Colorado, he started working for a place called Flight Simulator or mm -hmm. Flight Safety. It was um, basically to train people on, uh, you know, simulators to fly jumbo jets. This same company supposedly was used to train three of the hijackers on 9-11. Of course. <laughs> You know what I mean? And that could be just a very eerie coincidence, but I don't really buy into coincidence myself, but it could be. And you know, it's not too far removed, right? Like right. I, for, for some reason, I don't know why I feel this event took place in the early 90s. It's maybe some Mandela effect or something, but right, right. from 99 to 2001, it's not a big hop. No. Yeah. So it's it gets harder to to argue the, the uh, what is it, the um what is the coincidence theory of it? It gets a little bit harder to argue with right. with, uh, with the time. Go ahead, sir. And there was actually a, a report that was supposed to be released uh, that would address a lot of these weird inconsistencies. And it was released uh, two days or uh, actually, no, 9-11 uh, was on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So this was on a Friday. So it was like three or four days prior. This report about the Columbine anomalies and things was supposed to come out on that Friday right before 9-11. Yeah. And then no one thought it got like the 2.3 trillion that Donald Rumsfeld talked about on September 10th, 2001. Right. It got forgotten about, swept under the rug because 9-11 happens, right? Yeah. And it's just, you know, 
again, is it a coincidence? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But with the Columbine thing, there was also another thing that was very eerie that connected that with 9-11. John Stone, the sheriff of the town, he had a press conference a couple of days after Columbine. And he read a passage uh, from what was being claimed to be Eric Harris's journal. And in it, he described how the next part of the plan that Dylan and Eric had after they blew up the high school is that they were going to go into the neighborhood and kill a whole bunch of people in the neighborhood like surrounding the school. And they were going to make their way to the Denver airport and they were going to hijack a plane and crash it into New York City. Nice. And that was two and a half years before September 11, 2001. Right. And then even Stephen King wrote an article after 9-11 that reminded everyone, see, how could uh, the Bush administration say that this was never uh, a feasible thing? Right, no problem. When the Columbine killers even thought of it, you know, things right. like that, which... I have my questions about that, too, with people like Stephen King. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of weird stuff. And to answer your question about the bombs and things huh. from earlier, there were a lot of duds, a lot of duds. So I felt like, in my own estimation, I feel like that was sending a message, too, to some of the other people uh, in terms of, like, the rescue workers or the other cops or, you know, go along to play along kind of thing. Like, this is what could have happened. But they didn't explode, and there's a reason why they didn't explode. And if that doesn't make any sense, then I have no other way to really explain it right now. Right. Like There I were mean, a bunch of bombs that were duds yeah. that were for show. Wow. Uh, regardless, like you said, right? Like, I mean, it's not like a popularized in, in, the, in the narrative of, of Columbine, right? You you have to dig just a little bit in order to find that information that there were bombs around, right? So they were duds, right? They, they most of them, if most of them if were duds. Home. But here's the weird part, Billy Ray. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can tell me with all your research over the years what this might mean. There were also reports that went the other way and said that they were too the devices on some of these bombs were too sophisticated for two teenagers. Well, even if like uh, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> well, I mean, like mercury switches that teenagers what, wouldn't be able to get their hands on. Uh, it's just like, you know, maybe they, they wouldn't have had exactly they, they wouldn't have had access or any any knowledge to it. Right. But but right. the thing that gets me is how how did they if they were the ones that solely carried this out? Yeah. How were they able to plant bombs? How many bombs were there? Oh, well over a hundred. Jesus, look at it. How were they able to do this throughout the school? Well, Sheriff John Stone raised that point a few days later by saying that that pointed to the possibility that they had to have had help. Yeah. And he was under that impression for months until he went very quiet, almost as if he was told to shut the, to shut up. Right. So because he stopped know. talking about it. But originally, he goes, there had to have been more. Those boys couldn't have had more stuff to bring in with them than they could carry right and he was right yeah you know um so so that that's what's most prominent in my mind when i think about it how were they able to pull this off all by themselves i think it adds to they had help right they had assistance oh. so they had assistance theory right and if they did have assistance like who were these people well they're named uh according to you 
Well, yeah, that was the other thing, right? I'm glad you brought that back up. Yeah, there were other trench coat mafia members that were named as shooters by witnesses, mm -hmm. but there was also adults and some people with wearing masks. And officially, Dylan and Eric weren't wearing masks. So the person that the exactly. person that my friend Jen Small uh -huh. saw. Looked like he was in the military and looked like he was in his mid to late 30s. Hmm. And that's not a high school student. He was all jacked and everything. And he yeah. had a spiky hair and he had a tan sawed off shotgun. And he was trying to calm uh, Dylan down at a certain point as if Dylan snapped out of whatever, whatever uh, mindset he was in. You know, he was trying to, so almost like a handler. And she saw all this through the door of the uh, science classroom. Do you believe there's any evidence of mind control with those two gentlemen? I do, but when you bring that up, then you become Mr. Science Fiction. Yeah. But what I'll say is I, I have a quote from uh, Sue Klebold. She was talking to a British uh, magazine, and the name of that magazine escapes me, but I could send it to you afterwards, where she, her and her husband, Tom Klebold, Actually, and, and keep in mind, I understand she was a grieving mother. And the last thing she would want to accept is that her, her son could have been a cold-blooded killer. I get right. that, right? right? But what she says is that originally she thought, her, her and her husband, Tom, thought that Eric and Eric's dad, Wayne, had something to do with uh, either brainwashing Dylan or had some influence over Dylan, right? And she pointed to the... She pointed to the idea that there were brainwashing manuals at the Harris household. And then she never talked about that ever again either. But that was something I want. And like I said, I understand for any naysayers out there. Yes, this was a woman that was defending her son. I get that. But the fact that she brought up brainwashing manuals and Wayne Harris definitely was in into uh, black ops type stuff. And he was yeah. in the Air Force. And they came from Plattsburgh, New York, which has a lot of weird mind control history there as well. So there's there's a bunch of different uh, things when it comes to MK Ultra type tactics, you know, especially yeah. when you get into Doom, all yeah. the video game stuff. And sorry, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I'm sorry to interrupt you, bro. Um, no, no. I, I was just thinking, like, while, while you were talking about uh, Sandy Hook. You know, and how that's pretty much looked at as as the starting point of all of this. That you know, and that one gets tricky. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with it? Just go. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Want, right. Let's just put the put it this way. Right. I think I well, if my friend is correct, and she was there, and she saw bodies moved around, by the way, or bodies that were later moved to the library in Columbine. She saw bodies of people that died in other places, and officially they were killed in the library. Ooh. That's my friend Jen. So that that's your friend that? Jen that was there. Yes, right? she was a student at Columbine. Right, and right. she saw she saw bodies in the hallway and outside that were officially later on said to be killed in the library. Good lord, who's in charge of that? Jeez, man, this isn't good. You know, I remember. You know Trent. what I mean? So uh, people did die at Columbine. And before anyone thinks that I'm a hoaxer when it comes to, no, yeah. people died at Columbine. And right. that was one of those things where you never saw the, the families wanting to hold press conferences and stuff. That was a later thing. 
right sandy hook man the evolution of this is something interesting we're going to discuss it man but um but it's it's incredible right um and there was a military presence at columbine too billy Tell me about it. I can't stay. Come on, tell me about it. There were footage, there was footage, and I saw still frames of this in the mid not in the mid 2000s on a website that I can't find anymore. Hmm. But there was footage that people talked about and wrote into different websites and message boards in the late 90s of a NATO, a blue NATO truck or a NATO van parked out in front of Columbine NATO. at the beginning of the massacre. It was from a helicopter. And then that footage disappeared. And it's like, if that's correct, and it had like the emblem and everything, like the star, the yeah, NATO yeah. star. Right. NATO's not supposed to be operational within the United States. Right. And that was around the time where NATO stuff was going on because Clinton and Kosovo, it was the same week. So why? And NATO also had to do with Gladio in the 60s, mm. which was faking shootings or not, well, not faking them, but carrying out shootings and blaming them on other groups and things like that, you know, false flag type stuff. So why would NATO anything be on, be seen like on us soil? Right. But anyway, no, nah, man, that, that that's incredible, bro. Um, and, and, and you, you talk a little bit about Gladio and, 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 you know, quote unquote faking shootings. And then you corrected yourself, not necessarily faking, not shootings. faking, but like, so, you know, so false do you flag. think, listen, listen, um, do, do you think that, there have ever been any fake shootings. I don't, I mean, I, I, and this is amongst the popular ones. I'm not, I'm not talking about an obscure one that we, we may not know about or is not as popular as the other ones. I'm talking about it like a Sandy Hook or a, or a, a Las Vegas, you know, or Parkland, something like this. I don't believe those to be fake shootings. I think people died. I always said, and, and, and you know what? I used to sit there back in the days and this is why it's kind of like what I'm feeling now. And I haven't felt this in a bit, right? Yeah. Um, back in the days, I, I I interviewed James Fetzer. I interviewed Ole Damagard. I interviewed Sophia Smallstorm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I didn't interview Sophia about this. I interviewed I interviewed her about something else actually. But I remember seeing Sophia Smallstorm's documentaries yeah. on on Sandy Hook, and I would just sit there and be like, Oh my God, if this is real, like it's the worst thing ever. Now I'm yeah. not ruling out, you know, uh, at that time, right. I'm not I'm not shutting my face to it. I'm not saying this didn't happen. You know, this 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 is all fake. I'm not I'm, but I'm not ruling it out either. You know, I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm what is you are, going buddy. on here? I'm yeah. right where you are. Right, right. Sandy Hook, I think people died. Oh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I think it's I mean, I'll tell you what I people. think it was. But I, I always said, said, and then I'm gonna throw it back to you. But I always said I'm like well, in the back of my mind, and then I said it on air many, many times. I was like, why would the new world daughter? go through and whatever i call them i call them the new world order because it's the classical term right. for what they are call the them powers of powers of power, the, the yeah. gangster class whatever yeah. right call them whatever right. you want um why would they go through all this trouble to spare their the lives right. of of a few you know when when we believe in a eugenics program that they're trying to kill off anybody anyway so why won't they just make it as real as possible? Why would they hire actors that can come out later? And I'm not saying that crisis actors aren't real because they certainly are. And we know that. Right. But why would they hire actors for these things and, and th- that risk coming out later and saying, well, yeah, I was an actor. It was all it was all fake. You know, I'm, I'm alive. Clearly, you know, no, they're, they're, I think they're really going to kill people. You know, that that's and and uh, right. right. So so it's it's. 
what what you what you did now with with Columbine, I'm like, Jesus, you know, it just t- took me back to that little time where not when I was like, yeah. could this be real? Like, why are they doing this? There's clearly enough evidence here. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it kind of gets goosebumps in my in, in my uh, on my yeah. arms just thinking about it, because it's if this this and there's enough evidence here that I think uh, can be sourced from the mainstream that is legit. To can think. I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? That? I don't mean to cut you up, but can I no, tell you something What's really, that? really creepy about the Columbine thing. Tell me. Is that originally they reported there was between twenty-five and twenty-eight confer- confirmed dead, hmm. and within hours it went down to fifteen. But when you go through the different reports in the eleven thousand pages, mm-hmm. there's a, a bunch of evidence that does back up the idea that there were like. Jeez. Another dozen bodies that of dead that are either missing from the mainstream account. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, people that were in the science wing that they were never able to make contact with afterwards, investigators, yeah. like for witness statements. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that their phones went dead and they, they couldn't be contacted. So it, that gets creepy too, because it's like, what if the body count was correct when they said confirmed originally 25 to 28 confirmed dead and not the official 15? Who are these other dozen or so bodies? And did they who come did they back to life? To? Like what, what happened, right? How were they? That's what I'm, saying. I'm telling you, man, that's what kept me going with all those reports and those right. thousands of pages. Cause I'm like, what does this mean? And then my friend, my friend who was there is telling me, yeah, this person and that person, they got, I saw their body in like the hallway or the, they were in the stairway, but no, officially in the end, they were claimed to have been executed in the library. Because if you think about it, Billy, if everyone is, most of the dead are in the library, then those eight to 10 shooters, that can go away too, because then it's more feasible if it's only two shooters yeah, and they're all in one, one place at once, all the dead. Because if you got dead bodies strewn all over that massive high school, you can't cover. Like, how can two, uh, two right. cover all that right. that territory? So it fits the narrative. Like these people are just sick. I, I don't know. Whoever they are, insanity, brother. That this is something else. I'm gonna go ahead and look at this documentary too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it goes down yeah. on all this. And if anybody, you know, maybe um I'll look through YouTube and link up some some uh some I'll of the Columbine you. You footage. The yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Chris is gonna send it to me and I'll and link you want to know something, uh, Billy? Tell me something else. Before they purged all that Sandy Hook footage, right? Do you know they've been purging um Columbine footage for no reason for Pretty much the be- since the beginning of YouTube. Why not? There's no need. There was no like reason for it. It just well none none that we knew. Because there used to be footage of other shooters being arrested and mm. taken out in handcuffs, and I'm not talking about the three guy, the three characters that are in the 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 field that you yeah. see, most. They called them the splatter punks. I'm not talking about those guys, right? I'm talking about guys wearing trench coats. Jeez, man. Guys that had guns that the cops are holding. And so I'm going to put this out to everyone that's listening right now. And, and myself, I'm going to do this. And Chris has already begun. So <laughs> whenever something goes down, right? Whenever one of these events goes down, save Start the, recording. Save the footage, right? Because it's going to go away. It's going to go away. I, I, 
And, and I'm, I'm so disorganized when it comes to my stuff. I remember there was a shooting in Europe and I was talking to Oli Damagard about it. And a, a guy, and I remember it clear as day. I don't know if it's a, it's a Mandela effect or what. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because I can't find it. But then again, I can't find my Bart Sabrell interview either. So <laughs> there, there was a, so this guy gets shot yeah. on camera three times, goes down, right? He gets shot by cops, goes down. And then the guy gets up about, I don't know, two minutes later and just walks off into inside the into the camera, like like coming close to the camera and then gets out of sight of the camera. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I, I remember downloading it and putting it into my hard drive and I can't find it anymore. But that I tried to take a proactive approach to things like that. I should have been more proactive of it. But I thought that these things would be around naively. I thought that I would be able to go to YouTube and see it. I thought I'd be able to go anywhere and find it. No, it's not, yeah. it's not the case. What I did do is save a ton of articles. I have a ton of paper yeah. articles that I printed out and I have those in my closet. I, so I saved it, but mostly 9-11 related, but I saved a ton of those. Um, so I do have that. But um, it, it, whenever something pops off, record it, save it. You never know what you might have. So go ahead. Let's talk about Sandy Hook. What's up? What do you mean to say? Well, I was just going to say a good, a good, uh, good case in point was the Building Seven uh, footage from the BBC. They claimed that they lost all their foot, like NASA. They claimed they lost all the day's footage. Right? right? Other people had it, and they're like, "No, no, no, here it is." And then they had to come out and say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, no, okay, we didn't lose it after all." You know, right? right but. Right. If other people didn't have that, they could have gotten away with the oh, we didn't have we lost the footage like NASA lost the Apollo mission footage. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so right. Sandy Hook, yeah. No, let, let's talk a little bit about that because the evolution from a Columbine to a Sandy Hook. And well, I interviewed I interviewed um Wolfgang Halbig. You know, yeah. actually Wolfgang was the first interview I ever did for the Infinite Fringe. No. And I, I didn't put it out for about a year or a year and a half. After I did it, mostly mainly because of me, because right. I, I didn't think I was ready to do a podcast, right? I didn't think I was ready for the Infinite Fringe, right? And uh, I knew I wanted to do it, so I did. I did the show, and I reached out to Wolfgang, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it," you know. Wow. And, and I interviewed him more than once, you know. So I, I want to, I want to talk to you about my personal experience with Wolfgang Halbig, but also my first official in, Infinite Fringe was with James Fetzer. I interviewed him and I put that on and then I put up um, the Wolfgang Halbig interview. Neither of them are up on the feed now for copyright issues because I use copywritten music right. uh, during during that, um, during that those episodes. Um, maybe I'll clean them up and throw them up somewhere at some point. Um, yeah, just for history's sake, you know? Right. But, um, but yeah, so the, the first thing I, I talked about was Sandy Hook, you know? And I, I wasn't fully sold on the mainstream narrative and I wasn't fully sold on the alternative one either, but it was more out of fear. Yeah. I didn't want to believe the alternative one, you know, because yeah. imagine, yeah. Ima imagine the, the, the level of psyop yeah. that, that has to take, that, that, that is taking place. If they go into a school, don't kill anyone, take the kids give them different identities and then put them up at the Super Bowl so they can freaking sing for it. Like, you, you remember know, that too? You remember that? Yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I remember it was on YouTube. They would go, they would go around, look at them. This is this kid. 
And then they would show. But they wouldn't name him though. They wouldn't no. name him. No, no, they wouldn't name him. You know, yeah. but it was scary as hell. It like if yeah. they, I was just sit there and be and, and be scared out of my mind. You know, now in retrospect, and hindsight is twenty twenty is what they say, Chris. You know, and it really is. So now in retrospect, you get a, a, a clearer view of what actually went down, or or of or more feasible explanations of a Sandy Hook psyop on the people. And what that led up to. And we can talk about that towards the end of the, of the broadcast with what happened with Alex Jones and what happened with, with uh, Wolfgang and James Fetzer, who got sued to, to kingdom come. Alex Jones being the, the bearer of that cross for real, right? Like he really got it. Um, but, but we can talk about his uh, participation in this. But maybe that's what this was. It was an attack on, on free speech, right? An attack on... on on ideas, you know, and uh, yeah. right, you know, maybe we, maybe we can talk about that. But also, I remember James Fetcher talking about. Uh, I don't know if Wolfgang got into this, but James Fetcher definitely did. Um, what was the name of the kid from Sandy Hook? I forget his name. Noah Posner. Not Noah Posner. The, the the kid that carried it out. Oh, Adam Lanza. Adam Lanza, right? Yeah. And he had something like. Uh, Asperger's disease or something. That's uh, who they claimed. Yeah. Right. Back in the day, they said they have that. That's not even a, a diagnosis now. Right? No. They've gone, they've done away with it. But they said that his brother. Ryan. His brother actually actually got arrested, you yeah. know, or or they brought him in for questioning. But they said that he was was really uh, the shooter. That originally, they were, they originally came out that the shooter was a 24-year-old uh, Ryan Lanz right, of right. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then they had to do an about face and change that pretty quickly. But yeah. that was it took a couple hours. But they also said that their father, uh, Peter, was uh his body was found dead in New Jersey as well. And they had mm-hmm. to they had to fix that too. But that was confirmed too. Yeah. And the mom, the mom, the mom Nancy, really- who who right. they said for a while was a kindergarten teacher at San Right. Jersey. And she was not. No. Wow. So how much of this, in your opinion, is incompetence or or just bad reporting? I do think there's a level of that, you know, for mm-hmm. people that are not in the know mm-hmm. or or for I don't know how to people that are not lying. They're reporting what they're being given. Right. I do yeah. think that's part of it. But I think that makes it easier for the people giving out the cover stories, if you will, I, you know, because like, I think they, at first there was a, I don't want to say script, but like, cause I'm not a hoaxer. I think, I think those kids got executed. I think the teachers got executed. Right. But I think it was an amalgam. I think it was a part drill. Like yeah. some people actually claimed because the reason why I feel that way is I feel like they really did utilize that like an empty school um, because I feel like they only, mm. the thing that gets tricky too. And Wolfgang yeah. tried to get the records like for the food delivery services. Right, right, right. Like they were delivered to a different school, right? That's what I'm saying. Away. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. If you look at the helicopter footage from that event, if you look at the roof, it looks like black mold is all over that roof. Yeah, like nothing looks like it's up to code. There's not a handicap uh, parking space that would be up to 2012's like codes at the time. Right, and that whole there's a lot of weirdness there. I'm not. It could have been open the whole time, but 
people like Fetzer and, you know, Wolfgang, you know, they, they raise those questions. Right. And in my mind, they, those questions haven't really been, Answer. haven't really been answered to, yeah. to my satisfaction. And by who am I, but right. no, I understand. But and, I and, think, it, I think it was used as part of a, a drill that, because people also forgot this aspect. There were FEMA drills going on in even one that was like 14 miles away on that morning. Right. And so the, uh, an active shooter drill at another school that was 14 miles away, people yeah. forgot about things like that. Right. Um, but they were going on at the time. And during these active shooter drills, what they would utilize is they would have sound effects tapes sometimes where they would play over the intercom sounds of gunfire and screaming. Right. And every time you heard uh, one of the little kids uh, being paraded in front, like when was the last time you saw little kids being like uh, interviewed after some like a horrible tragedy? Like, you know, what I mean? just right. weird stuff that wouldn't make sense any other time. You know, they all said like basically they heard either it sounded like a hammering noise was going on or it was gunfire nonstop over the intercom. And they said that the, the people that were in the front office put the intercom on yeah. so that the rest of the school could hear that there was a shooting going on and to hide. That was the official story of why they, they clicked that on, but they utilized sound effects tapes like that for active shooter drills. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing, right now people are going, well, he's talking about a drill right now. Yes, I am. But just remember, on 9-11, there were over 100 war games going on at the same time as cover for a lot of stuff going on, right? Mm -hmm. There's a correlation right there. The other thing was there were multiple suspects seen and even arrested on the morning of Sandy Hook. People in the woods, you know, we've seen that footage where they're chasing suspects in the woods. Yeah. Other people uh, saying that they saw a suspect sitting in the front seat of a cruiser. Right. When was the last time you saw a suspect being <laughs> sitting in the front seat of a cruiser? I mean, and then they just let him go. They take the cuffs off and let him go. The thing that got it for me was there was actually a maroon or a purple van that had its glass shot out that the cops were actually chasing on police radio. And they claimed that they had ski masks and they were dressed like nuns. Almost like it was out of the movie, The Town, the Ben Affleck movie, The Town. Never seen well, in the movie, there's a famous scene near the end of the movie where they're bank robbers, right? And they dress yeah. up like nuns and they have machine guns or mm. AK-47s. And that's how they robbed the banks in Boston, right? It's almost like it was out of that movie, like uh, like taken right from it. Was the copycat? Was the movie uh, before or after the event? The movie was right before. I think it was 2011. So it was so about it's a possibility year. it could have been a copycat. Yeah, I don't even I don't think there's a connection there, but I'm just saying like it just reminded me of like when oh. I heard this description over the police radio mm -hmm. that these suspects were getting away and they were dressed like nuns and they were gunmen and they had ski masks on over as well. Right. So there were other suspects that were either let go, either arrested or they got away. Yeah. So that tells me, see. What had happened was the hoaxer theory, right? And the hoaxer theory took over where they got people to be like, oh, it never happened. No one died, right? How could you say that about all these families, right? That took away from all this other evidence of other shooters, other gunmen that got away. 
because no one talked about that stuff afterwards. Right. right. And it became the hoaxer thing. Right, right, right. But I actually think there were teams in there that were executing these these children. Wow, man. But the other thing that makes me go, hmm, is the idea that there were supposed to be over 600 children in the school. And all you see is that official, that Newtown B uh, photograph of them, like 15 students in like a conga line. You know what I mean? That famous photograph of the evacuation. Right. It's like 15 kids. And it looks like it's in October, too, because they don't really have like heavy winter clothing on. And they're all... and then you find out there's an... there was actually a second photo that showed them rearranging the kids. Right. So I don't know, Billy Ray. I think Sandy Hook was a different kind of false flag where they utilized, I keep saying, I keep using the word utilized. <laughs> I feel like it was like, a, it was like Columbine, right? I do believe people died, but they introduced another, a new aspect, a twilight zone aspect to it, hmm. where they have weird footage and people laughing and coroners laughing and making jokes. They have footage of people doing weird stuff that they wouldn't ordinarily be doing. Then yeah. you see the firehouse where they're walking in circles. I think, I think all this stuff. Gene Rosen was like the the old guy, the old gentleman that literally lived like two houses down. Right. He changed his story four times in the course of an hour while talking to different camera crews. And there's even video of him memorizing something like what he's going to tell people like later on. I don't know if that's from before or after. I don't know why it would be afterwards, but just really weird stuff. And I think that was put out on purpose to trap legitimate researchers and almost like, like people like Wolfgang, you know, who maybe in the beginning they were, you know, legitimate. I'm not saying he's not legitimate now, right. but I feel like it was used as a trap. And it, oh. like you said about the Alex Jones thing, it goes all the way to last year where Alex Jones, he could have had that thrown out, that case. I'm not a lawyer, but just think of it this way. All he had to say was the whole basis for that particular um, defamation trial was that um, Owen Owen Troyer, or right. Troyer, right? I, I, I always get it wrong. Yeah. He's uh, one of his InfoWars guys just asked the question on air. How could it be that Neil Breslin, one of the fathers, that went to talk to Megyn Kelly, right, on her show, he made the claim that he was holding his dead child in his arms with a bullet hole in his head. Yet, if you go back to that press conference of the laughing coroner I was just talking about, Wayne Carver, yeah, Wayne Carver told the press right there the day after that no parents came into contact with their children and that they had to be identified through Polaroids. So who's who's telling the truth here? Who's making something up? Who's saying the wrong thing? And maybe they're not lying, but they're just getting it wrong. Alex, I have the documents. You know, all that guy, he would have had that thrown out a, a while ago. You know what I mean? He just well, sat, put up a he better sat there and did nothing. Right, right. There's even oh. footage of him joking around with the parents at a certain point. And the parent, the mother goes and gets him an aspirin and some water. And they're sitting there, they're joking around. Right. Anyway, I don't know what it means, Billy Ray, but it's a different kind of false flag mixed with this weird oh. Twilight Zone aspect when it comes to the media part of it. I don't know. I'll tell you a couple of things. Sure, sure. I'll um, <laughs> no, no, no. You're good, dude. Thank you. You're the guest. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, uh, I, I have a friend 
Adam Fitzgerald. He yes. is a 9-11 researcher. I had the pleasure of meeting him this past 9-11, uh, 2022 here in New York. We had, a uh, we had lunch and we spoke. Um, and I'd never, I've, I've, I failed to find someone in the alternative media that knows as much about 9-11 as this guy. Right. And we're talking and he, he got in contact with me cause he heard me on Richard Gage's podcast. Yep. And I was on Richard Gage's podcast and I, t- and I, I was a guest on that show and I said, well, you know, uh, it was the BBC uh, hijackers alive and well article that changed me. It changed my view, you know, and I keep it. I still have it in my closet. Um, I printed it out. It's, it changed my life for better or for worse, true or false. It changed my life. Right. That that uh, that article. And I mentioned it and he contacted me, Adam did. And he goes. You were talking about the hijackers being alive and well. And he goes, they're all dead, Billy. All of them. And I'm like, according to this BBC article, there's at least seven of them that are still alive. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm like, they put out a retraction. The BBC did, because they did. But that retraction said absolutely nothing, right? right. So I, I'm, I'm believing that seven of them are still alive. And he goes, listen, he goes, that's the distraction. He, he tells me. And he goes, um, he went a step further. He's like, you know, um, loose change. He's like, that movie was the one that really took us away from what was the truth about what went down on 9-11. Was there a conspiracy? Yes, there was. But they trained these people. The United States allowed this to happen. And that's how it happened, right? That's his take on it. But it reminds me a lot of what we're talking about now. Yeah. You know, um, because, you know, the, the hoaxer theories came in to really squash down any legitimate research about about it, you know, and to muddy the waters. And the same thing has happened in 9-11 in, in, in large part. I I still think that some of these people may have been alive. I still think that the FBI, according to the FBI, um, they still don't know the identities of these people. You can go, and I'm talking about the 9-11 hijackers, you can go to um, FBI.gov and see it and read it for yourself. That's what they said to this day. Robert Robert Mueller was asked about that and he why it hasn't been updated and he didn't have an answer for it. Right, he didn't have an answer for it. But Adam brings up incredible points. We we will bring Adam on when we come closer to 9/11 and discuss it with him. He's a beast and he's a good dude. Um from what I can tell, right? From the little interactions I've had with him. But also that, that brings me to my next point. Uh Wolfgang Halbig you know, no matter what people think of him, he put a lot on the line for this. He lost it and, all. Yeah. I, I used to hear him on the, I was on the phone with him once trying to set up an interview and he was arguing with his wife. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's, it's, I have to do this. This is family time. He's like, because he's spending too much time researching yeah. Andy Hook. He's like, I, I have to, I, 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 he would tell me, Billy, this is no offense, but I have to go. You know, I have to go do this. We'll figure this out later. You know, and screaming with his wife, you know, and then uh, from what I hear, they finally got divorced. Yeah. Over, over 9-11. James Fetzer. No, Sandy Hook. Sandy uh, Hook. Over Sandy Hook. James Fetzer is, is one of the sweetest guys in the world from my experience. And I think he believes everything he's saying. 
everything. He's not trying to hoax people. I think he's wrong, but I think he believes every single thing he's saying. Right. You know, I, I've had a lot more interactions with James Fetcher than I did with Mr. Halby. You know, yeah. uh, Mr. Fetcher used to be on the fringe all the time. And I used to be able to, to, to uh, contact him whenever he was live on TFR with me several times, you know. It's like, what are you doing? Come on, let's talk about this. As soon as there was a false flag, come, Mr. Fetzer, let's talk about this. And he'd yeah. be on, ready to do it, you know, not asking a dime for it. You could call it misinformation. You can call it, I, I don't know, you can call it whatever you want. My experience with him, he was legit in the sense that he wasn't lying. At least he didn't think he was. He was putting out false information, but he wasn't necessarily lying about it, if that makes any sense. He believed what he was saying. You know, um, same thing with Ole Damagard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Ole was more influential with, with me. Ole was the reason I got my first audience audience bump. You know, Ole Damagard did yeah. quite a bit for me when it came to this podcasting thing, and we worked together. We we did a we did a series called False Flags for Dummies. Um, really, yeah. really, yeah, yeah. Is that still around? It's it's I, I had to take it down. I'll, I'll send them to you. Okay, we, all right. We did about six of them. Wow. Um, but I used copywritten material. Oh for, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, uh, they hit me with it, and I was like, I, I, things. I, I, yeah. I, I take, so I had to take out, down the majority of of the yeah. fringes that I've done in the past. But um, but we did a series together, and uh, I learned a lot about the conspiracy the conspiracy theorist view of a false flag through through Ole, you know, and um, a lot of it. Uh, I don't, I don't know how true it was anymore, you know, but there were some truths in there for sure. You know, and, and I know Ole to be a good guy. At least I think so. I could be getting conned, but I think Ole is, is truthful and a good dude, you know, a, a, a sweet guy willing to trying to do the best. And, and that's what I think uh, so many people in the alternative media are, even though there are the outliers, there are the, the grifters that, that they don't give a damn and they'll just put out the lies and not care. I think these guys were different, you know, um, uh, and it's they hard were to tell. It's hard to tell because you don't know, like they could be legitimate in the beginning, but then you don't know if they were co-opted or threatened or, right. or what. Right. So it's, I can't really say anything. Every, every one of the people that you mentioned, I've heard different, I've heard different variations on right. things. So I'm not going to say anything, but I'll say this uh, with, professor fetzer like he did some really good jfk work in the beginning like mm -hmm. i used to buy his books like the uh the the great zapruder film hoax right. and things like that yeah. and that's all i'll say is i can't prove he's one thing or another but there are those questions you know even like an alex jones mm -hmm. who built people like bill cooper reward about you know yeah. but then i can't really say too much about that because people point out that bill cooper was wrong about certain things and what I'll I will say is that Bill Cooper admitted he was wrong later on, but people don't like to admit that either. No, no it's hard to tell Billy Ray. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can only speak from my experience. Yeah. So, so that's why I, I decided to put this out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. While we're talking, you know, because I I happen to that's know good. You, it's good because right, hearing what you hearing what you were saying about Wolfgang, that's something that wasn't on a radio show or something. Right. You know, and he's just like, I, I can't, I got to go take care of my wife. You know, yeah, yeah. he was having a really hard time. Human moment, you know, mm -hmm. he was having a really, yeah, they're all, all, all of them are human. Yeah. People, you know, and everybody's wrong. Everybody's wrong. But they were trying to do, in my opinion, right. they were trying to do something that was right. Yeah. They're, they're trying to 
to expose things that that they saw that they thought were suspicious, right. to say the least. And there's evidence for it, right? There's evidence for it, but maybe their conclusions is what uh, what was in question, right? But maybe their conclusions weren't the correct ones, um, regardless. So now, Sandy Hook happens. It's a big fast forward from from uh, Columbine, right? Yeah. And, and maybe we can we can uh, credit the internet for that. Because, you know, what happened in Columbine, I don't know, you tell me, because we're about the same age, but 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 uh, I, I, I think maybe you were more involved at that point because I was still going by the mainstream narrative or didn't care enough to, to really sit down and, and investigate. I looked at it and I was like, well, I, I, thought it, I thought it was what they told us. It was okay, just fine. Two, so we two, were in the same teenagers. Program. Yeah, I was in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. I actually wore Metallica shirts and I, me and my friends actually got targeted after that. So mm. I felt the brunt of it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Um, so yeah, so we were in the same boat then, but in, when, uh, when Sandy Hook came around, it was completely different. Right. It could have been because I was listening to Alex Jones at the time religiously, you know, but also the Internet and YouTube. Right. And you could find anything. And everybody was putting out challenging the official narrative. And I I miss that, even though it did allow for avenues of of deceit. Right. Or or people just being wrong. But it was a challenge to the mainstream. It was a challenge to the story, the narrative they were putting they were putting out. So now they've taken a hard stance at that fast forwarding. I don't know how many years later to 2023 and saying the mainstream is right. You are wrong. Not only that, we're taking down everything that you've got. We're not allowing you to post this stuff. Period. That's, right. That's yeah. out of the question. The so big that, purge. It was a right. big purge. Yep. And, and, and that was a result of, of Sandy Hook. Not, not um, directly, but it was a byproduct of what it happened. Was, I remember exactly like it, it was Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. Boston bombing to a lesser extent, and then uh, Las Vegas was the final nail in the coffin where they were purging everything. Right, right. right. On the day after Las Vegas, of like right. the helicopters uh, shooting at people and stuff, all that stuff taken down. Right, right, right. I, I remember for the Boston, the Boston bombing, there was a lot of stuff out. Right, and and you, I, I don't know if we can still find the footage of that kid. I forget his how to pronounce his last name, but he was uh, Jeff Bowman. Which one? Jeff Bowman, who lost his no, legs. No, 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 no. no. The, oh, the guy, uh, the guy who they held responsible for it, and his oh, brother, Sarnoff. Sarnoff. Yeah. the Sarnoff brothers. They're right, trying um, to get him uh, the death penalty again, even though he uh, he has life in prison right now. I don't understand that. I That's reality. You do. You only have one life. Give two body. Yeah. Give give people two life sentences. What is that going to do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> right, right. Right. You only you only have one life. You're done. So I, I remember the footage of him fighting, uh, uh, hiding in a boat. Uh, yes. Maybe you can still find that, but his brother. I have that footage too, Billy. Right? I think I know what you're going to say where he was naked and yes. arrested. Yes, I was yes. watching live. Right, yes. and I remember watching live, and and then uh, I remember the footage being all around at one point, and now you can't find it anywhere. I you know, it. but there was a lot of inconsistencies there, man, and and there were um, uh, their affiliations with the Alphabet agencies, the Sarnoff brothers. The right. FBI is like, who are these two? And then we find <laughs> out they knew who they were for years. What are you talking about? Who are these two? Well, we trained them. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm that happy. And then you got footage of uh, these, uh, what do you call them? The, it's almost like a, a Blackwater type. So running around with backpacks. Mm. Remember all that yeah, whole thing? Yeah, too? yeah. 
the, yes. were they were they white ba ba backpacks or black ones? I they had the Punisher. Had they had the Punisher. Uh, right, the, the Punisher there. symbol on them. Right? Yeah. And there were multiple people with that walking around. Dave McGowan went and studied all that footage, and a lot of people, including his brother, Dave's brother, think that him uh, his work into the Boston bombing uh, photographs and footage is probably what did him in. So yeah. you mentioned the Center for an Un for an Informed America. Yes. Dave McGowan's site. I just went to look it up and it's here. Um, no, it's never true. been on this site before, but but we have uh, the Boston Marathon bombings fully exposed. Read. It says a very personal message from Dave. It also has wagging the moon doggy here. That's great. Yep. That yes, one's great. 11th, 2001 revisited. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, stuff. he was I the first, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and I want someone else to prove me wrong. He was the first 9-11 truther on 9-12. He had the whole story broken down, and it's on that website that you you're at right now. Wow, I can't take credit for that. I was I didn't find out till 2004, 2005, probably 2005. Most that's, of us, most of us. That's why Dave was on the ball. Yeah, right? and uh, some people were on it. You know, there's some people were on it, and whether they came to the right conclusions afterwards is something different. But right. they were on to something. They knew something yeah, was up. They were on to something, so that you can go visit that site. It's up. Go visit it while you still can. Um, they tried I remember, to take it down a bunch on him. They right, tried to erase him. I remember Anthony Hilder, the great Anthony Hilder, had a site up. It was called the, the, the Free World Alliance. I used to go to that too. Dope, right? And I used to go yeah. on it all the time, um, just to see. Like I, I caught it at the tail end of things. Yeah. Um, but um, it's it's it no longer exists. I, Mr. I, Hilder, well, I'll guess. tell you this: you can, you can, if you want to seek it out, just use the Wayback Machine. Wayback machine. They still let us. I still go to Anthony Hilder's site every now and then because you'll find these golden nuggets here and there, like a lot of JFK Jr. stuff, Columbine right. stuff right. is in his articles from back then. I, I I wanted to interview him for the fringe. And when I got in contact, he was in, in bed dying. Oh you know, he and um so that that wasn't gonna be possible and, and he passed away. But I remember watching 9-11, the greatest lie ever told. I think it was the name of the of the of the documentary he put out, which was dope. It's fantastic. Go check it out. All that, yeah. um, but um, and, and then we'll move on uh, and, and talk about a couple more. Um, with Hilder, he did the free world alliance uh net or dot com or whatever. He was dot net, I think. Yeah. And he so, was good friends with Bill Cooper, too. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were on the, on on, the, on each other's shows for a bit. Um yeah. That's where freeworld.fm comes from. Really? Yeah, we purchased, right. and please, everybody listening, freeworld.fm, go go sign up. We have a, land, a landing page, freeworld.fm. Uh, go there, put in your email address. We will be in touch about a launch. Um, we, we, we're, we're going through some things now, but we're figuring it out. Okay, so, um, so initially I purchased freeworldalliance.fm, I think it was. And I feel so stupid right now because most, a good majority of my research that I was sending to Mr. Donald Jeffries for <laughs> his last couple of books, right. last few books, came from sources at Anthony Hilder's Free right. World Alliance. Right. And I didn't put the two together. Right. No, you right. just said it. Right. So I, wow. I, I purchased that and, and, um, and I talked to Tony, you know. And Tony was digging it all together. He's like, yeah, I really like that or whatever. And then he goes, why don't we chop it to free world? Yeah. And cut out the alliance. But the alliance will still go back to freeworld.fm. So we're going to put up to, if you if you type in, um, well, not right now, but eventually, if you type right. in 
Free World Alliance, it's going to go to to freeworld.fm. But uh, Tony, Tony was the one that cut it and said freeworld.fm, and I'm like, I love that. I like that a lot. I should have realized that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, you know, and 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 he he was an OG, you know. Um, you can still find a lot of his stuff online, and so go do it. Go go. He made a lot of documentaries and right, a lot right. of stuff. You don't know when when these things are going to go down. So so it was nice to see this. I did not know until Chris mentioned it today to go on the Center for an Informed America and and just see that this they, is still. They tried wiping his yeah Dave's site away too. Yeah, right. yeah, no, they did. Um, and hour of the time you could still go on hour of the time. That, that's still up. I was just there a couple of days ago. Right. And that's Bill Cooper's site, you know, so you can still go in and check that out. So go ahead and do all of these things. So Boston came around and and we can we can do entire episodes on that. We I had done it with with Mr. Fetzer, who was on this like uh, I I I didn't agree with a lot of what Mr. Fetzer said, but he was on it trying to figure something out. Right. Um, And then after that, there were I know there's some that I'm leaving out. Right. There were so many, Billy. There were so many that. They bombarded us with, and I think that was on purpose too. Mm-hmm. Like, bam, bam, bam. Like well, you're, you're, because even in the beginning of the decade, right? It was the Gabby Giffords thing, which had a lot of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you had the Batman Aurora shooting, and you had the Sikh Temple shooting, oh. which yeah. you had all these, and then Sandy Hook, and then Boston bombing, and then you had the Pulse nightclub thing. You got Parkland in 2018. You had Vegas, and on and on and on. What well, was the New Zealand shooting? New Zealand, I believe, was, I think it was after. Um, it was after all of that. Yeah, I think it was 2019. I think it was the year, almost a year, almost to the day, I think. It was in a March of 2019 before the lockdowns and everything. Because no. they made it illegal. They made it illegal in New Zealand to have that footage because it was live streamed. And unfortunately, my stupid behind actually watched it and uh some things you can't get out of your head you know i watched some, it too. some people think that, that was fake too but i don't no, know I, I had james fetzer and max egan yeah. arguing back and forth on my show about whether it was right or it was real or not it seemed pretty real to me I, I it was, <laughs> take a look at that footage it was nuts yeah. man it, it was just craziness yeah. like uh uh i watched it you know um and Sick i stopped of- after a while i didn't want to watch these things anymore Right. I, just, yeah. I, I think after that one, I was like, I can't do it. I remember you can't do it I, anymore. I said the same thing. I'm like, I can't do this crap yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then I just stopped uh, after because it takes a piece of your soul. I mean, you, I've seen, unfortunately, yeah. seen other things on the internet here and there, and mm-hmm. you can't unsee certain things. Right. Right. Okay. Totally agreed. Um, so yeah. all of these things went down, and and the alternative media jumped on it. Right. And I feel like it let us down a road, you yeah. know. Um, and unfortunately, it's taken us where we are now, you know, and and it, it turned the game into something way more concrete, way more serious, way more serious than what it it was. Even though it was always serious, like nine eleven is serious. Nine eleven research is serious, you know. Um, it made them lightning rod topics, like the PizzaGate thing and Sandy Hook. It made the it going, people, right? Like, couldn't even right. question it. That's um, what it turned it into. And, and it's really, and we should be able to question these things. I agree. We should be able to question them. Um, but, you know, when. But they turn it into, you're going to harass the families. And that's. Well, that's bullshit. That's the that's bullshit not, part about it. But, but, um, but uh, I'm talking about how it ends up affecting the mind of 
of a conspiracy theorist, right? Or or somebody that buys into the the narrative, right? And 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 turn, you know, and and, and how it's been used against us. And I think, and, and this is why I harp on it so much. I think that's the real conspiracy. How they've taken this and and, and uh, these events, and and they've managed to mold the perception of a conspiracy theorist in a way that. They reinvest, re- reinvest into the system. Yeah, they weaponized it. So now, yeah. now you don't, you're not, you're going to think twice about wanting to question something. You say, "Oh, it's not worth it." Forget right. it. Right. Moving on. That's how. That's what I feel like. You know. Yeah. No. A, a lot of times, or or you immediately shut down to it and just say, yeah. "Well, not only do I not want to know about it, it's probably bullshit." That too. Right, it's probably. I don't have trillions of dollars to pay in in court. Right, just you for know, asking so, a question. Right, and and um and, and that's what it's it's become. But we also see real world effects beyond Alex Jones getting getting sued billions of dollars. Right, we see real real world effects with January sixth. Yeah. You know, we see we see real world real world effects with uh with the division of the country and the reinvestment into the left-right paradigm. Right. You know, and, and that's what these things have served to do in a lot of ways, indirectly. But if you start digging and shoveling, you know, and, and removing the sand or, yeah. or, 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 you know, picking up every rock, you're going to find these events under there. Oh, that. I remember Sandy Hook. But then what right. do you do about it after? I don't know. We, 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 that's the thing. We 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 might be too far up that road, right? Where where we just have to adjust accordingly. And now, like, there's nothing that can be done about it. So, how do we move forward? You know, how do we move forward? And 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 we're getting to an age, and I want your thoughts on this. But we're getting to a point where we have to question actual reality. I know. With the metaverse and and, and deep fakes and all of this, when are we gonna? We're inevitably going to reach a point where something is going to go down, right? And there are people that will analyze the footage and say, yo, that's fake. That didn't happen. It's a deep fake. Yeah. Exactly. But there are people on the other side saying it absolutely happened. Here it is. Here's the footage. And we're not going to be able to tell whether it's fake or not because it's going to be so good. The technology will be so good. They can fake anything. And this is where we're going now. The, the road is there. It's, it's like a, it's, it's a slippery slope and we are sliding down it quick. You know, so what are your thoughts to, to something like that when it comes to uh, deconstructing events like this? I don't know what, you ta- what your take is on the Adam Lanza situation, but I can't really, I can't really judge those that think that maybe he didn't exist at all. Well, that's the that's what Fetzer used to say, but that's the problem when you associate it with Fetzer, mm-hmm. it becomes the science fiction thing, right? When it wasn't just Fetzer that was saying it in the beginning, just these weird things like he's not in the, the high school yearbooks, like his photo isn't there, which you could explain that oh, well, he wasn't there that day or whatever, fine. Right. But all the consecutive years, like he's not there every time, uh, maybe because of Asperger's, he didn't want it. Fine. That's fine. But some people think that he wasn't, he was an amalgam of different things. And like his photograph is always looks off. If you look at that and I'm not a photographic expert, so maybe it, 
maybe it's not Photoshop, but I've had questions about that myself. And let's just say, just for the sake of arguing, let's say he didn't exist. I'm not saying he didn't because I don't know. I wasn't there. I Some people say there were some neighbors even. There's footage of neighbors that said we never saw them, the mother or uh, the Lanza kid. Yeah. And that was supposedly their neighbors. They said yeah. no one lived in that house. But anyway, let's say yeah. they could get away with that and then they, they create this online uh, online profile for somebody because later on they had like, they had audio apparently of him calling into radio shows and all these other things, right. And internet postings, but that can easily be faked, you know, cause that's, that doesn't really prove one thing or another. And that was even after the way after the fact, but let's say they're doing that back then. Right. They can clearly, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Cause I don't I, like, <laughs> I don't buy into the hoaxer stuff myself. So right, but saying, like supposed phone calls on nine 11. Well, that's that's a big one. Right. It's the same thing. The other day I was doing an America Unplugged on the road. This was the other day. This was a few months ago. Right. Yeah. And and I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't chime into the broadcast. I remember you said, yeah, right? Tony was hosting and I, I'm driving from New York to New. I was in New Jersey at the time. You're on a bus or something, right? I, I was on a, I was I was in a car. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and and um, and I couldn't get a stable connection on my cell phone to yeah. stream me on. Like it was crazy, and I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to believe that they were able to pull this off from a from a from a plane in yeah, yeah. 2001? And you're only going what, like maybe 35, 40 miles an hour about on 60. the ground? Yeah, yeah about, about about 60. But um, but yeah, regardless, um, right. still, you know, uh, how am I supposed to believe that, right? And and it's it's the same thing, and and technology is only getting better, right? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, the uh, I always thought it was funny that they they made the claim after 9-11 that, oh, eventually the technology will be here where you can use your <laughs> cell phone. on. It's like, what? <laughs> you just claim that they were, right. they were calling like, I don't know, just like with the uh, autopilot thing where they said that, you know, the anti-hijack autopilot in 2007. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, here's the patents. We have the technology now. It's like, no, you had that from like 1991 as well. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not being you're, you're being disingenuous right now by saying, oh yeah, here's the patents right now. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, I don't know the hoax. I don't know, Billy. I think with the with the Boston bombing, just like digging into that, that I'm fairly certain, or at least parts of that, was a, a real drill. Yeah, I really do feel like that because when you go back and you look at people like Dave McGowan's analysis, and I, I don't, I'm not saying just his because I keep bringing up his name, but other people's too. There would be shrapnel everywhere, like there would be like those banners that you see everywhere at yeah. the end. There would be shredded. There would be like more than just people's uh, jeans would be shredded. You know, other part. It's just really weird. It seemed like with the Boston bombing. It was the first time where we saw all this abundance of gore and everything in the mainstream media where they didn't censor any of it. Like they wanted it front and center, like Jeff Bowman's legs like blown off and everything. But then you go look back four months prior to that with Sandy Hook. There's like no footage of anything. You see helicopter footage of them chasing like suspects in the woods. But there's like no victims around. There's like no, you see people casually walking around a firehouse. You know, you see people eating pizza, a drink of water. 
I feel like with the Boston bombing, it was almost an answer to the lack of footage of Sandy Hook. Now we'll show you all the gore. And then they have all the, you know, but then they also said that there were limbs everywhere, like blown up. Like you go back and, and read some of the statements from people that were on the scene, uh, quote unquote, on the scene. They're talking about how there's like piles of limbs everywhere and blood in the street, where it's like a river of blood. Like they're going over the top in their descriptions of all the gore and everything. And then you look at like the footage that people like Dan McGowan were analyzing. There's hardly any gore. You know, there is like, the, don't get me wrong. You do see like little, you know, you see red liquid and stuff everywhere, you know, in certain spots. But the way these eyewitnesses were claiming they saw like literally piles of limbs everywhere. Right. All like, And then it come to find out that it wasn't hundreds of people that lost their limbs and all this other stuff. When the official story like kind of gets cemented, you know, and everything settles in and it just, I don't know. With the Boston bombing, that one was very curious to me. Um, and it was very, very much a letdown, too, because I feel like that was almost like a beta test for 2020 because Boston was locked down over a teenager that was supposedly hiding in the boat, you know. And they said that he had all these bombs on him and everything. And then you had the footage of his brother being arrested. He was like nude. He was on CNN. He was being nice. arrested, put in the back of a cruiser. And then the story changes the next morning that says that the younger brother escaped the cops by running the older brother over with a SUV. Right. And then if you lived in the area of Boston, you heard all that night, you heard on talk radio, you heard residents calling in saying how they, they saw the cops run over a guy with, yeah. an SUV, with a police SUV, you mm -hmm. know, not the one they claimed. And, just weird stuff. I don't know. Well, I don't think we'll ever know the real truth about that either. And they tried to slice the guy, uh, the younger Sarnov's neck. Like he tried to sever his vocal cords. Like well, they literally. Did they, do, they do that to him in jail, or they did it outside? Well, we don't know. I mean, they originally he didn't have a big neck cut, uh, right. cut neck uh, wound, and now all of a sudden he does when he's in custody because then they need the. They need medical assistance and all that. They were hoping he'd, he'd drain out and die, apparently. Because they remember? tried to claim that he did it to himself. He mm -hmm. tried to kill himself by cutting his neck. Sorry. Do you remember the Batman shooter? Um, James Aurora? Holmes. James right. Holmes. Do you remember when when they brought him into, into the courtyard? I mean, into the courtyard. And when they brought him into court? Yeah, he and, looked all drugged out and his eyes were like... Oh, my God. He was gone. He yeah. was medicated. Like, I mean, something was happening. They did something to him. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that footage. Yeah, he uh, he was actually uh, taking a college course on um, not mind control, but ways to uh, rearrange, rewire the brain and everything. And I think it was a uh, part of it was from a grant from Fauci. How that name keeps popping up. Listen, Chris. Yeah, we're going to get out of here. This was a hell of a talk. We got to have you back and we'll discuss some more. Oh, uh, and, and and get get into specifics about all of this stuff, and maybe we can keep tracking it as 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 the world turns. Tell the yeah, people the world. Time, yeah, no, I apologize right now for everyone because uh, you're fine. My battery is super low, so I had to plug it in. So I oh, you, no, you're good, you're good. Okay. What's up, buddy? Oh no, no, I just uh, I was listening. Oh, tell them where was... they can find you. Is what I'm saying. Tell them. Oh, where they can find me? Um, yeah. Ochelli.com. I have Get Mad with Chris Graves. That's Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. 
at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I just had a great episode with Mr. Billy Ray Valentine last Friday, I believe, right? Nice. Yeah, time it was great. Feels like it was yesterday. Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm also uh, a contributor on the New Prisoners podcast, and that's uh, that's usually a live stream that's at 10 a.m. on Thursdays, and you can find them on uh, you know BitChute and Rumble, Odyssey. And uh, just to follow uh, Mr. Billy Ray Valentine, the Infinite Fringe, America Unplugged. I'm a big fan. You know the uh, deal. We're big fans of you, Graves. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for coming on the Infinite Fringe. Thank you for uh, dropping us with a little bit of knowledge of what you've been researching all these years, man. Uh, we'll, have you, we'll have you back soon right here on the Infinite Fringe. Don't go anywhere. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Billy the Kid. Make sure you go over to freeworld.fm and put your little email there. It will cost you absolutely nothing. And we will let you know when we're going to go live and when we're going to launch and, you know, all that other good stuff. Theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com and The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. Go find it. You know, give me, do me a favor. Give me a five-star rating. I'd like it. Thank you so much. And, of course, America Unplugged. Also on AmericaUnplugged.com, AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com, and America Unplugged on Rockfin. 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. And uh, when we do a live fringe, it takes place on that channel as well. It's on the America Unplugged channel. Uh, Don Jeffries, his show is on the America Unplugged stream. Tony Arterburn transmission is on that stream. The Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto show is on America Unplugged on Rockford. And typically, it's also on AmericaUnplugged.com, the podcast, AmericaUnpluggedRadio.Podbean.com. You can find that podcast anywhere. Okay? That's where you can find everything we've been doing. We will be in touch. I got some people lined up to talk to, uh, and I hope it actually happens, and it'll be fun. And that's it. Okay, ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in. Don't burn the place down while I'm gone. Take it easy now.